My wife has been going on pilgrimages when she was younger. And, um, and there is this famous pilgrimage of Camino de Santiago in Spain, which she always wanted to do. And she asked me to join her in this. We managed to get some help to get to have our kids taken care of. And both of us, we went on a pilgrimage, the Camino de Santiago. And this is something I want to talk to you today on the podcast. So, first of all, what has happened to your face? As you mentioned in pre-show, uh, it's a redesign uh, kind of progress. <laughs> no, it's, it is oh. the result, direct result of the Camino, because um, we'll talk about packing things for the trip. But my wife decided that, um, first of all, uh, my electric charger, uh, sorry, electric shaver is um, uh, just too much thing to carry. Yeah. And second, that I really don't need to care to shave anymore. And then she said uh, for like for the next two weeks of our trip, and she said that she kind of always likes me when I'm not completely shaved. So I was like, okay, if she says she's fine with that, then I'll just go with the flow. So we are approaching the Michael 4.0 redesign. Yes, I guess that's that's correct. I'm sure we'll get to Michael 4.0 in the future. But yeah, it's the, the redesign in progress. And only today I shaved just slightly to just make it a little bit, you know, more in order. But other than that, that's the redesign. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we went to Camino de Santiago uh, to, uh, you know, people can Google Camino de Santiago to see what, what and we'll link in the show notes more info about the, the whole pilgrimage. Uh, it is believed that uh, in Santiago de Compostela in Spain, in Galicia in Spain, uh, northern Spain, uh, we have St. Uh, James uh, buried. So St. James is the disciple of Jesus. He's there buried. And people have been walking there for centuries now. And recently, uh, the, this pilgrimage got really um, popular. And because, um, as I mentioned in the beginning, my wife did some kind of pilgrimages in the beginning, I mean, when she was younger, and many of our friends did actually the pilgrimage. We decided to also give it a try. And because with my wife, we try to get away from our kids uh, every year or every other year, um, just to you know be on our own, we just thought it's going to be a great idea to do it. Yeah, so, um, I mean, tell me uh, more about the kind of technical aspect of it. So how long is the, the trip? Like, I, I know nothing about it. Yeah, so um, the original pilgrimage, so there are many, there are several routes, actually, to go to Camino Santiago. Um, there is the, 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 the primitive one, the, so the oldest one, the, the French one, and the Portuguese one, and then some additional, but these are the three main um uh, uh, routes and the more, most popular is the French one so you would go from French Pyrenees through the whole north of Spain to, San, to Santiago de Compostela so to the city and the whole thing is um, in more than 900 kilometers uh, and it's, it, it lasts at least 31 days so it has at least like 31 official stages um, uh, but the thing is that in order to qualify as a pilgrim, uh, all you need to do is walk at least 100 kilometers. Okay. 
Um, and uh, so many people start from the city of Saria, which is uh, around 120 kilometers away from, from Santiago de Compostela, and they walk through there. And um, the idea is because there are these official stages, like every 20 something kilometers, 30 kilometers, depending on the stage, we just thought that we had 11 days uh, to use. So we went to Astorga, which is earlier, and we just went with the official 11 stages to go to Camino de Santiago, to, to go Camino de Santiago, to go to, to Santiago de Compostela, to go to the city. So we just, you know, really followed the guide of 11 official stages to get there, you know. So I, I, I googled the map and you say you started in Astorga? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it, it looks like nothing, but it's still 260 kilometers that we did. That we did. Uh, but of course, it's only one third or not even one third of the whole thing. Uh, but uh, like we didn't have a whole month to uh, to, to to do, so um, so we just went with what we got, and uh, that's why we decided to do the eleven days. Okay, so you walked for eleven days, right? And yes. how many kilometers is that? So it's two hundred sixty-two kilometers that we did according to my Strava. 268 according to the certificate we got. <laughs> um, um, yeah, that, that's 160 and, uh, miles for American listeners. Yeah, 160 miles. So it's roughly, I don't know, 12, 13 miles per day or more than 20 kilometers uh, per, per day. Right. right? So, yeah. um, you know, obviously this is um, a kind of very religious thing, religious experience, which is not, not my cup of tea, but was that that your main or only motivation or was it not just that yeah the thing is the thing about this pilgrimage it's it's um it attracts many people not just religious people just people who want to have like a spiritual thing they want to have they want to just have a moment to reflect you know to walk and 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 to, to you know to have a break from their normal life and just you know just because the, the only thing you do is just you wake up in the morning, you eat your breakfast, and you, and you just walk. And then you, you arrive, you shower, you go to sleep, and then you go walk again next, next day. So uh, I think this kind of process is kind of refreshing for people to just not to think about anything else, not to, you know, to be really in nature, because really you go th very rarely through big cities. Normally it's like small towns um, and, you know, mountains, hills, um, uh, wood, uh, um, forest, and everything else. So it's, it's, it's beautiful nature. It's beautiful Galician, you know, northern Spain uh, nature. Also very good food. Um, so I think it's, it's, it depends. I, lots of people who, who we met on the way were not really, you know, very religious, but they wanted to do it for, like, for some spiritual um, idea. So our idea was to be thankful for our 40 years on this planet. Uh, because we are both uh, going to turn 40, 4.0, hey, uh, very soon. Um, uh, you know, me and my wife, we are six days apart. I'm six ah. days her senior. I don't know that. <laughs> Not even a week. Yes, yes. Uh, so, and uh, coincidentally, we were born in the same hospital. So, go figure. Um, but anyway, um, so we're going to turn 40. So we wanted to do like a thankful, you know, something, you know, to be thankful for. And um, and as 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 it turns out, uh, just before we started, uh, uh, one of uh, one of friends from uh, from our children's school, um, um, uh, who's our age, she died, and then another my 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 wife's childhood friend during the pilgrimage also died of of cancer in at home. So uh, when we saw people 
our age dying, it even actually made it more um, more of a, like an important thing to thank for because you know you shouldn't be taking also your life for granted. So um, yeah, so that was the main idea. Right. So um, actually, one thing that's that's interesting to me is you're saying that uh, you've met uh, multiple people who are not religious who who took part in in this uh, also. Yes. That's interesting to me because um, I I don't think I would enjoy such a thing very much if there was a um, very kind of religious atmosphere in that. But I can see how that can be an interesting experience to anyone uh, just because of this. I mean, come on, 11 days walking? You know, walking hundreds of kilometers, that's that's unusual. That's something you'll probably never do in your life or do once. And uh, I mean, I, I, I know you, you you were at least a little bit online, but uh, probably not very much. Uh, so that 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 must be an a very unique experience, uh, like something quite interesting and quite grueling physically. Yes, and think about it that because it's 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 a popular route it's very well organized there are many places to stay and they're very cheap mm. uh, you can just you know walk to any albergue so any uh, you know hostel and there were like hostels where you would just have be- beds not just rooms beds so you could walk to any place and for almost nothing like five euros or ten euros have a bed and and have a shower and be fine so uh, so you it, so I think for people, it's also the, this 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 thing of do this route instead of any route because it's so easy and it, it doesn't really require so much logistical planning or anything like this. And you can just stop. You know, when you're tired, you can just stop and just sleep there. You know, it's 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 just that easy. And um and and I think second thing, of course, you know, we are humans. We are kind of um, you know hurdle. <laughs> you know, um, like we like herds. We like like big around people. So I think this idea that there are many people other than you walking this route and you meet them and you say hi, not not that you should, you know, you have to talk to them much, but just being around other people doing the same thing, going through the same experience, I think also helps. And and I think this attracts people uh, doing that because for me, what was surprising is that I met lots of people who were just repeaters. They they were not. It, it wasn't wow. their first <laughs> time doing it. You know, they would either, for example, do a longer one this time or a different part, or or just repeating and <laughs> just doing it again after years. So um, so yeah, it's um, it's uh, I think it's th- th- this is why it also draws so much attention, not only for the for the religious regions and for you know Saint James being there in Santiago de Compostela. Yeah, that, that that makes some sense to me. Um, another question is: um, Do you feel like there were mostly people living in uh, Spain there, or was it, you know, was it very varied uh, in terms of like like people around you? I think there were fewer Spanish than anything else. Like there were uh, there were lots of people from um, from Germany, ca- Canada, uh, Netherlands, uh, USA, lots of Americans. Um, British people, um, uh, French as well. Uh, so like from all over the world, it was, it was a nice mixture. Uh, um, you know, be, actually people were surprised, you know, um, people who were hosting us, you know, in the hostels and, and, and hotels were surprised that we actually spoke, spoke Spanish because most uh-huh. of the pilgrims, you know, didn't. Uh, and, and another thing which was surprising to me was the 
most of these hostels, pension, like, like, you know, small accommodations, they were family run by locals, by um, yeah, people from, from Galicia, from, uh, you know, from the regions from the north of Spain. And they, um, of course, they tried to speak English to other people. <laughs> uh, but the, the, the funny thing is they, not, almost none of them actually did the pilgrimage. So, so, so they didn't do it. They were serving people who did the pilgrimage, but they didn't actually do it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a. Uh, the, I saw on Wikipedia we can link. Uh, there, were, there are stats for the pilgrimage. How many people do go through pilgrimage uh, through this pilgrimage every year, and the numbers are increasing. But it's not like it's 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 overcrowded. But but yes, but uh, there are quite a few people uh, walking. And of course, the last distance, the last uh, as I mentioned, the last distance, the last minimum hundred kilometers that you have to do. Um, uh, it, it's more than uh, anything else and uh, over the you know when you walk uh, when you go to a bar or to a hostel or to any place that you visit you get a stamp so you end up collecting lots of stamps um, mm. and, uh, and and this is also to prove at the in in, in, in Santiago de Compostela at the pilgrims of pilgrimage office that you actually did the way because you've been to all these places along the way. I, I, um, I'm I reading on Wikipedia that um, there are so people doing this route uh, by bicycle and you need to do 200 kilometers to, 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 to be official, uh, which also yeah. uh, sounds really interesting. Like when doing it by bicycle, you'd, you'd probably want to do like far more to be like yeah. any challenge. Um, though... I, I wonder if there are, there are like groups of people doing this by bicycle, kind of organizing themselves, because you obviously have a very different pace, and so you'd need to start, uh, you know, way later to to kind of get there uh, during similar time. Yeah, uh, there were lots of bike bikers. I was surprised how many. So um, there were lots of bikers, and um, there were some cheaters, like with <laughs> electric bikes. So. <laughs> Because really, you could tell that, that the mountain bike is an electric bike. I mean, you know that they, it has this, you know, battery in, in front and stuff. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, come on, like at least do it, you know, without the battery. <laughs> 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 Apparently, that, electric funny. bikes are now a thing. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd really like to try one. Uh, yeah, but we're we're getting off topic. Okay. Um, ne next question. Sorry to have so many questions and and not yeah, not, not let you do your thing, but. How how grueling physically was it to walk so many kilometers, so many days in a row? So I'm gonna make a Star Wars reference, although you, although you don't, you don't you don't like Star Wars. No, never underestimate the power of the dark side. So I was I was thinking <laughs> it's gonna be that, easy. that's a really strange reference uh, when contrasted to a religious pilgrimage. Exactly. <laughs> dark side, as in. I don't know, walking as much. <laughs> so yeah. never so never underestimate the pilgrimage, mm -hmm. basically. I was because I'm kind of fit, I as you know, I have an Iron Man, a half Iron Man <laughs> in front of me uh, in August. So I'm really, you know, I'm doing lots of sports. So I thought it's gonna be a piece of cake. Yeah. Easy. Because like you said two hundred sixty kilometers? Yeah. Okay, that's a lot, but over 11 days, there's just 24 kilometers per day. That's not that much, right? Exactly. I can run 10, even 15 kilometers, uh, you know, no problem. So yeah. walking 24, come on, how hard can it be, right? Yeah. <laughs> Turns out <laughs> it can be pretty hard. First of all, there is something to it that you just walk every day. You know, yeah. it's, it's like, you know... Um, 
you you kind of never rest that much because you know next day you have to um you have to just walk again uh so it's it's kind of yeah it's surprising how taxing it is on the muscles and everything but if i think my muscles were pretty okay the problem was the problem were the feet yeah. so i bought a uh, professional trekking shoes because I thought, you know, I'm going to get good trekking shoes with Vibram sole and Gore-Tex, <laughs> Gore-Tex whatever on that on top of it so it doesn't, you know, permeate water or whatever. So I bought the proper good trekking shoes for myself and for my wife. We actually tested them here. We walked a little bit in them and I, my feet felt okay. And on the second day, I got blisters. Oh, no. And I was like, damn. And especially I got a blister like, you know, really like underneath um so it's really hard to walk with a blister so yeah, i felt worst. like um like you know uh, like you have a super super sports car but you have a flat tire like, <laughs> like so much for the 400 horsepower <laughs> like you cannot do anything because i have flat tire so i felt like this it was really um surprising i didn't expect i have i i don't remember when i last time i had blisters you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so I was kind of caught off guard for that. You know, I, I didn't expect it. Yeah, especially that that you're running so much, and I I feel I may be wrong about this, but I I think that it's kind of like when you're playing the guitar, and at the beginning it's very it's very bad on your fingers, and then they get used to it and get thicker. It's like when I go on a run, I get blisters some of the time, but you run so much that. I don't think you'd get blisters because your your the, the skin on your feet would just get used to it, right? So exactly what the hell? my thinking. Exactly, <laughs> what the actual f, right? I, I mean, so so I was really surprised about it and um, and you know, got off guard again. So uh, I remember my third day walking with the blister. I was oh, I was suffering, and the fourth <laughs> even more. So um, so we had to buy um, anti blister. Uh, you know, Band-Aid. Uh, so really, pharmacy is your best friend there. Mm. Um, so we used that. And my wife got blisters as well. Uh, but just she just got one, but pretty big one as well. So, but on the side. And I had two on the sides, one on the, at the bottom. Like, it was really bad. And I wanted to throw away my shoes. But you can't because you actually need the salt to protect you from the from walking. Yeah. Um, so uh, halfway through in Saria, uh, there was a very nice pilgrim shop and I got myself sandals and then life was good. Again. There was a pilgrim shop. There was a pilgrim shop and they had sandals and they had all types of sandals. I asked for the best. I, I, I checked them out. I checked the other pair and the other pair was even better for me. I, I bought them and I, and then, and I, was, I wasn't walking in my shoes uh, since. Wait, but why would... Why would sandals be preferable? Is it just because of the ventilation? Because it, sandals don't it's, seem like good walking shoes. Yeah, but the, what the sandals have and uh, or don't have is a way where you can scratch them because because they have they have no you know ah, nothing around. Okay, them, right. So they have just two straps and that's it. And um, and I like sandals. I like wearing sandals. I basically wear sandals all all summer long. So right. uh, I'm used to sandals. I think, uh, and that's why I think it was so much better. Of course, I was kind of um, walking in sandals, uh, German tourist style, so with with socks on. But again, uh, I had good socks uh, with that, and it was fine. It was like it was so much better for my feet, and uh, 
um, I had good pace, my uh, blisters were healing, uh, so it was it was much better. Um, but yeah, as I told you, it was like my wife was concerned about uh, about about the whole thing because she's been doing pilgrimages, so she knew that it's 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 taxing on you and it's not as easy as you might think. I was like, you know, no problem, and then I got. I don't know, humiliated or humbled or whatever you want to call me, but I was just <laughs> um, down to earth, you know? And then it's like, you know, and then I realized that, you know, um, nothing is easy. The journey is the ultimate destination, you know, all that crap, but it's actually true. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think it's supposed to be a part of this spiritual experience that it's really freaking hard. Like, it, I, I, don't, yes. I don't think it's supposed to be easy. Yes, I think so. I mean... I know so now. <laughs> so <laughs> I learned it the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I I don't understand about pilgrimages is, um, is it like, um, there's a coherent, very long group that keeps a an even pace, or is it like everybody is walking their own pace and you know everybody is arriving uh, at their own time. So it depends. So, for example, what you know from Poland, in Poland they have pilgrimages to Częstochowa, mm -hmm. and this is one of the things that my wife did when she was younger, and then it's a group, it's an organized group, the group goes together, they have the accommodation, you know, in some places, so it's, it's, it's an organized thing. This pilgrimage is special because there can be organized groups, but usually they're, they're not. Usually it's just people who go at their own pace. So, uh, I mean, people or... Uh, couples like us um, and many couples actually and in you know all ages really mm -hmm. and uh, um, that's what I like about it it's not very organized it's like you walk you meet some people you maybe walk with them for a while maybe you don't maybe you stop with them for a coffee and then you walk faster or you work slower you work slower it's and and there is this um, kind of slogan for this pilgrimage uh, you never walk alone and it's true it's like you really hardly are ever alone I mean, there is one. There was one uh, situation where we did walk a little bit more alone. It's because we were kind of this um, different. I mean, because many pilgrims, uh, because they take it really seriously. Seriously, um, it's, we did too. But uh, you know, they take it even more seriously. They wake up very early in the morning mm. to just you know wake up in the morning, eat the breakfast, and just walk. Well, it was also our holiday, and we are not early risers. <laughs> so we would wake up early in the morning at 9 a.m. Uh, and then uh, we would ask, so before, before going to sleep, we would actually ask, when is, when is the breakfast done? So what, what time is the finish time of the breakfast so that we would manage to get the breakfast, actually? Usually it was 10 or 10.30. So we would do breakfast late, usually after everyone else. <laughs> and then we would pack and we would walk around, we would start walking around 10 or 11. So, so there, there would be like an official place for every day uh where like everybody would gather and eat breakfast no 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 it's 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 in your accommodation ah, okay there are okay, many accommodations so in yeah. your accommodation for example we were we usually stayed in small hostels with like you know small two small small one bedroom you know um, you know uh, rooms um because we wanted to, again you can stay in these bigger dormitories uh, but in our case again it's our holiday we are together you know two of us we wanted to have a private room uh, with uh, with a bathroom, so um, uh, and it wasn't really expensive, but it was just you know uh, uh, a thing that we did. Uh, but anyway, uh, very often, like we would uh, eat in the same place, like for example, a dormitory next to us. 
for example, mm-hmm. right? So the breakfast was like kind of, again, depending on the dormitory and the hotel and hostel, whatever you, what you were saying, uh, stay. So, uh, so um, uh, for example, we stayed in one hotel where there were just there was a whole pilgrimage group, and they all ate breakfast, and the breakfast was officially until ten. We came down at nine for the breakfast, and there was nothing. Everything was cleaned up, <laughs> and we were like, "Huh, what what happened?" And they were like, "But all ate." I'm like, "Yeah, but we didn't." Oh, okay. So, but but because they're nice people, they would prepare coffee for us and everything else. So it was fine. But of course, like <laughs> they were caught, caught by surprise that there were still people around <laughs> who haven't started walking yet. But um, because this is north of Spain, it's actually I think our technique is good because uh, it's just warmer uh, from you know ten eleven oh. uh, you know dur- during the day. It's just really cold at seven a.m. Yeah. So why would you start walking when it's really cold if you can walk where it's really nice? And the temperature difference was like five or seven degrees yeah. difference. So like why would you then you know? Uh, but of course we are the smart guys because we are walking pretty fast. So uh, so we could really catch up later with people. So after like an hour or, or, or hour and a half, we would already catch up with the first groups and then you know overtake them and and, and catch up more. So we really like then later would 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 um, uh, stick around people. But uh, but in the beginning, very often we would just start alone uh, because we were so late. But then we would you know meet others. Yeah, a little spoiler as for um, waking up late. I've been waking up at seven, which is super early for me. Whoa. Yeah, and I I won't tell you why, but I will tell you in a week or two. So this is just a a spoiler to to get you wondering. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Another question I, I wonder about is what's the age composition of of the the people you've seen? Is it very varied, or is it mostly people your age, younger, older? I think it's, I think it's been all over the place. Uh, I think more people are kind of fifties and up, like are I think are more dominant a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, people like you know more middle-aged than I am. So 15, 50 and, and more. Uh, I think because they have just more time or they can get more time to just walk it. Mm-hmm. And there are people who are, of course, retired. So they walk um, uh, because they have the time. Uh, but I was surprised how many were like, you know, our age and, and, and younger. And, you know, and they were like, and the last, and especially the last bit. So the, the bit, you know, the, the, the last hundred kilometers uh, were done by like, by, you know, by groups of, of, of young people uh, as well. And, you know, I think kind of, I don't know, friends from school or something. Um, uh, and also, um, and also people very old who could just do the last bit, you know, the last hundred kilometers. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it was varied. It was very, very like all over the place, all over the map. Uh, it was, you know, we met, uh, we met a couple from like, we hang out, um, we got to hang out with a couple from Canada uh, and the, we met them um, on our sixth stage, I think. And then we met them again on our eighth stage and then we arrived with them in Santiago together um, and uh, they were uh, two years or three years younger than us yeah so five years younger than us how many people would you say like percentage wise were like young people like my age or or uh, younger your age or younger yeah okay so they were not not that, that, not that many yeah uh, but but a little bit older than you like you know in their th- 30s uh, uh, pretty like much more and because that's the thing that that is kind of interesting to me is um like without knowing too much about it i I would i would suspect like like my kind of recollection of um of 
pilgrimages is it's mostly like older people, even though it's it sounds really hard physically. And and even you being still pretty young, I mean, not even forty. Uh, well, and by the time this goes out, you will be. Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can wish me happy birthday right now because it's gonna air yeah. on my birthday or around right. it. Yeah. Even you're saying this this has been pretty challenging. So, uh, but I guess it makes sense if it's like twenty something kilometers per day. Then then you can do it. Yeah, but the good thing is really because I mean the official stages are outlined for you. But if you know when when is the next city with albergues or with a, with a dormitory, you don't have to walk that much, you know. And for example, we met a couple from Krakow uh, uh, who were like in their in their early sixties, and uh, they've already done it once, and now they were doing it again. Uh, but they decided to do it to do, to to just stick to maximum twenty kilometers a day, so to make sure that they have just enough walking but then enough time to relax hang out talk to people so that they wouldn't just put too much pressure on them and they could walk you know more because they wouldn't you know stretch because in our case you know we had uh, stages of 20 uh, 20 kilometers but we had also stages of 35 kilometers so uh, you know it was really um uh, varied all right um so what i really want to know about is packing <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so so I, I, I sent you a picture, remember, before yeah. we started, yeah. uh, that we managed to basically pack in one backpack for two people. So I think it was a good, uh, a good uh, f- um, uh, thing to do, you know, because what you need is two short, uh, short sleeve shirts, two long sleeve shirts. And what I did, I think I did something good that be- because one long sleeve shirt was thinner, one was thicker. And then you have you need a jacket, and I took the Apple jacket that you bought me uh, on WWDC. Uh, so I got that one, four pairs of socks, four pairs of underwear, um, a hat, um, and uh, and now I know additional shoes which are not trekking shoes. <laughs> so because uh, we learned from other pilgrims that some people would just start off a day with the trekking shoes, and in the middle of the day would just switch to sandals because it was warmer and because they could let the feet relax um, uh, when they were swelling a little bit, you know, during the day. So, so it was also a very smart uh, move. Um, and with these, like, with, with only this clothing, it's no problem because you can really like dress in a different way depending on the weather. For example, there was one day with lots of wind. So I would put, I would put the short sleeve and then a jacket on it and that's it. Because it wasn't really uh, cold, but I wanted to have a good protection from the wind. Ah, and I got these fantastic pants from Decathlon. So fantastic pants where you can, uh, they're long, long uh, pants, but you can cut them. Like you can, you know, um, um, like ah, with make zippers. them shorter. Yeah, with zippers, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're really good. And, uh, and uh, again, when you buy this, you know, technical stuff like with you know with uh, it's 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 synthetic uh, clothing so it's really good for 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 respiration for you know against wind like for example my 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 pants were really good against wind i was surprised how good they were um and uh, and and it's male and and also against uh, rain unless it just rains a lot like on one day you know we had to walk 15 kilometers in soaking rain so eventually we got wet um, but we also bought uh, an anti-rain coat, so like it just uh, something you just put put over yourself, and yeah, also yeah, it was a good idea because for two days we really needed that. So you you know you don't get you don't arrive completely wet, but almost completely wet. 
so that's it. Yeah, the, the, this is the, the kind of thing I, I bought when uh, we were with my friend in Panama since it, it was hotter, so we we didn't need a jacket and we mm-hmm. were just in a backpack and a much smaller backpack. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes to your picture. So, but mm-hmm. but it can it can be rainy, right? Um, so, uh, did you buy this backpack for this occasion? Because this is like a, a serious like travel uh, backpack. No, I, actually, I was lucky because my wife did a small trekking expedition a few years back with uh, with with her friends from her work. So she bought it then. Oh. And now we found a second time to use it, actually. <laughs> and it's a very good backpack. I was surprised how easy it was to carry. I had um, more than 10 kilo- kilograms uh, of stuff in it. And uh, I had no problem with my shoulders or anything. It was just because it, 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 really, it really puts yeah. lots of weight on your, on your, on your um, waist, you know, and, and, uh, and also here in your chest. So really, like, my shoulders were fine. I, I had no problem carrying this backpack with me. And my wife had a smaller backpack. Uh, so she could put her jacket in it and some additional stuff of hers. And, you know, in case we needed more space, she could carry something, you know, in case I was you know, tired or in case we bought something, uh, we could we could carry it there. So, um, uh, so yeah. And uh, the good thing, again, because it's a, it's a very well organized route, very often, you know, it's it's easy to find a place to wash your clothes and, uh, and really there are public washrooms or washrooms next to some dormitories. So you just ask, you pay, you know, three, four euros, you 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 wash it, you wash it, you you dry it for the next three euro or something, and then you're done. So and with this kind of clothing, you know, it's half an hour washing, half an hour drying and it's done. So yeah. it's it's very, very easy. And uh, so it's not like you stink all the time. It's 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 easy to uh, to get to get around. All right, cool. And uh no electronics aside from your phone? Oh, no, the Apple Watch, of course. Oh, of course. Of course. I was, I, we were both using the, our Apple Watches uh, in Strava uh, on our Apple Watches to, to see how, how far we've, we've, we've gone, how, how much we have uh, you know, to go. Also, our Pulse um, uh, to, to see if everything is fine. So, uh, so we both were Apple Watch uh, users. Uh, that's why I bought this four USB charger uh, before the trip, um, so like so we could charge both of our phones and both of our watches. I I, I especially I also bought this special um, uh, short uh, Apple Watch charger, the short you know very short cable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I have two of two of these now. Um, I'm, I already had one for myself, but now I bought the second one for my wife. So we had we could charge the watches uh, and the and the phones very easily, and of course the most important gadget of all, AirPods. Because uh, when we were not talking on the way and not just listening to nature, we would were listening to audiobooks and to <laughs> podcasts and to everything else. So, And also um, we would do the prayer, the morning prayer, for example, we would do in audio form. Because there is the... <laughs> there, no, really, there is an, an app for that. Uh, <laughs> so we would put it on and we would both uh, do it. Uh, and we, we, we could share the AirPods. Everyone would put it from her fo- phone. We could share the AirPods. You know, I would have one and she would have another. And we would do the, the morning prayer. Yeah, uh, it's good. Of course. So yes, <laughs> Apple Watch, uh, iPhone and AirPods. I'm actually surprised. What, what was so heavy in your backpack if you had almost no electronics aside from like really lightweight stuff because I, I can easily get to 10 kilograms while packing but like half of it is my macbook and and my ipad and, and the charger and then maybe like a bottle of water or and other stuff but but if it's just a few pieces of clothing then 
Yeah, I think it was also um, uh, the cosmetics a little bit yeah. because we had some some stuff, uh, especially with my wife. But she still was pretty compact for herself. So I think some of that was 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 this. Um, we took additional pairs of sh- pa- pa- pairs of shoes. We took uh, both of our five fingers, which uh, was a wrong thing to do because yeah. we would never use them. It was a stupid idea. So. Uh, there was that. Interestingly, these um, raincoats they weigh quite a lot. Really? They are not. Yeah, I mean, we do we, because we bought like the ones from Decathlon, and they're like, like they are really sturdy, but uh, so not not like really complete. Just just a very very thin. Um, uh, oh, plastic. Uh, those are the like, the heavy ones that go over your uh, legs too. Exactly. Ah, exactly. Okay. So. So these are, I don't know, 300 or 400 grams each. So so this is, you know, one kilogram right there, almost. Yeah, because I, I have one from Decathlon, but it's just the, the top and it's very lightweight and very small. Like you can fit it in, in a pocket. Yeah, yeah. So this one is a bit bigger. I mean, you can still fold it and it's nice, but it's it's not that that light. So I think it's, uh, you know, the, the, the whole backpack. Um, so the clothes... Ah, so um, I was really happy again. I remember, uh, we'll link in the show notes to our episode where we did the whole packing, unpacking, and everything um, uh, in Krakow. Uh, and uh, we used my super pouch from Nomatic. So this way we could um, ah. uh, uh, we could really squeeze in the the the, um, uh, the clothing as well. Ah, I forgot about one thing: pajamas. Ah. I took long sleeve pajamas. And it was good because not everywhere was good heating, so it was uh, you know kind of warm. Yeah, Spain. <laughs> and second, of course. And second, it's Spain, of course. And second thing, it was so nice to arrive, shower, and put on pajamas. <laughs> you know, uh, cotton, nice feeling pajamas, and not synthetic clothes. Uh, you know, halfway sweat or whatever. So it was my bliss. Uh, one day. I actually went outside with my pajamas and just for to, to the restaurant next next to the thing. I thought I thought you know nobody cares. All my clothes are completely wet because of the weather. I'm gonna go in pajamas. Yeah, of course. I, so um, so I had no problem with that, with that. I I, I do that um, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but but think about it. You know, I had clothes for, for both of us. Yeah. In the in no, the of course that that makes sense. So. You know, it's it, it, it all adds up, you know, yeah. but it wasn't, you know, again, it was 10, 11 kilograms. It wasn't still, you know, that bad. All right. We're uh, running low on time. So is there uh, something more you want to add? Yeah. So, um, okay. So one of the things that I really liked about it, again, uh, is the fact that um, Pilgrim is not a tourist, meaning hmm. um, normally when you go to a tourist place, they try to rip you off in some way or another. Right. And you have to watch out so they don't rip you off or whatever. Over there, you're being treated as pilgrims. And very rarely there were situations where I heard stories of somebody being ripped off or anything like this. No, people were there uh, helping you out, trying to figure out a way for you. If, 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 if one dormitory was full, they would call another dormitory to make sure that you have, there is a space for you right there. Like it was... Um, it was run by family so the whole experience was just very nice and very like like you this is another thing that i i learned apart from the journey as a destination also that you know you get more faith in people when you when you when you walk these kind of uh, routes because they also know that there are many people who are repeaters so right. so they, they cannot really you know it's not like one off thing and and so and also the prices were adjusted you know, so that, the, you know, you would get a, for 10 euro, you get a pilgrimage, you know, pilgrim menu, which was one course, second course, uh, dessert, 
a whole bottle of wine because it's Spain, come on, and wine is cheap and it's great. So it was just amazing. I mean, it, it was all like you didn't feel this kind of, you know, rip off as a tourist. Uh, you felt you felt you got great value for money and lots of heart uh, as, as a bonus. Um, and the food was really like really good. Uh, I know Spanish food and it was really very well cooked Spanish food. It wasn't like, you know, whatever, like, like eat something, pilgrim and go away. No, <laughs> it was really, really good. So so this was like an, an additional bonus that I learned over the, this, uh, again, that people are good, you know, that it's not like uh, people are bad and, and, you know, after you. People are good and uh, people on this way were really good and people, other pilgrims were helping each other. So this whole, that's why I think it's another argument for you why people are drawn to doing something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a challenging thing. It's something that, you know, that that, 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 that takes you away from the day-to-day and from the technology as well, kind of. Um, and also uh, brings you closer to people, to good people, to a good atmosphere, something that you need to kind of, you know, recharge your batteries and make sure that, you know, you are just, you feel better after this. Yeah. Would you do it again? Yeah, my wife wants to it again at some point and i asked her to postpone this conversation <laughs> for a few years <laughs> understand would you recommend it to other people i would yes yes uh as i told you it's a it's a it's a very interesting uh and again kind of humbles you or i don't know humbles you, you can say that right yeah mm-hmm. you can uh, and yeah i would recommend it it's um it's something mm-hmm yeah, I I know it's 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 not quite the same conversation and not quite the same experience. But what what I would like to to do at some point is to have like a a very long uh, bicycle trip, like a multi day long bicycle trip. Uh, a friend of mine um, did did one a couple of years ago, like first uh, from uh, from Torin, so middle of Poland uh, to Polish mountains, so a couple hundred kilometers over a couple of days and then uh, he wanted to to do one um until uh like you know to the west until the end of the continent and he reached paris and and kind of uh, gave up but that that's still what like a thousand kilometers more yeah yeah but i mean again that's why you might actually consider or think about doing this Camino, this so this route as a bicycle route because you can do that on bicycle and because um, again because it's all it's a very well prepared route and there are places to stay there are places to, you know to help you out with the bicycles there are places to store the bicycles and uh, and nobody's after your bicycle there so uh, it's 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 a good kind of safe way and it's uh, to to go through the whole north of spain which is beautiful and it's hilly and it's challenging as well um so it's you actually you know might want to think about it because um again I, i'm sure you can rent a bike uh, very easily in the on the border of france or somewhere along this way because uh, really they've got everything there it's like they're really ready for it right and then the the, the whole route in our north of spain is beautiful it's uh it reminds me it's like, it's like a cool mixture of for me of poland and spain because mm. it's like warmer poland yeah but still green yeah, you know yeah, yeah. And like in the south of spain as you know it's really not green at yeah, all it, <laughs> it feels very similar to california south of spain exactly and in north of spain it's still green it's hilly it's something we know and appreciate so and and again you know the food is good and everything else is good so so um actually that's why i think many people did did it on the bikes because it's a good way 
uh, and a kind of safe um, you know uh, way to to travel yeah that's actually surprisingly not such an outrageous idea <laughs> <laughs> all right michael uh before we wrap up i think we wanted to remind not to remind to recommend uh two books uh as this week's picks that um i think we'll talk about on the future episodes one of them we surely will yes so um i'll start with mine uh, this book, I, I, I don't remember when I bought it, but uh, it was quite a while. Um, mistakes were made, but not by me. <laughs> uh, uh, but not by me is in parentheses. Um, uh, by Carol uh, Tavris and Elliot Aronson. Uh, uh, this book is, uh, is quite long because it deals with many topics connected to mistakes. Uh, it, there are lots of things that we discussed on this show that are related to this book, but this book kind of encapsulates them and just puts them in a deeper context. So um, very, very, I was very surprised how good it was. Yeah, I have not read it yet, though uh, I'm kind of sold on it, but I'm uh, like halfway through another book, which I definitely want to talk about. And I know you've read it too, and it's Black Box Thinking, The Surprising Truth About Success by Matthew Sayed. So I actually bought it like one and a half years ago, but the, the name is not very appealing. Sounds like some corporate BS, but it it's very readable or listenable. It's 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 a well-told story. And yeah, okay, much of, much of it is a compilation of stuff already know, stuff already heard before, but it's a good one. And I, I think there, there's... A, there's a good distillation of many ideas which are very important in the context of many professions. And not only. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, both Links to both of the books in the show notes. And see you next week. Bye-bye. And I can mention the mistakes were made, but not by me. Yeah. We don't do mistakes. No. Especially, you know, when I'm in charge of a company, whatever mistakes happen in Nosby. That's other people's fault. Not my thing, man. <laughs> <laughs>